Hey, I'm Pastor Joel, and I just want to say thank you for downloading or streaming this message today. My prayer for you is that you're blessed by the content that you hear. As a church, our desire is to make disciples of Jesus, and we do that by helping people to trust and follow Him in every aspect of their daily life. So if this is something that blesses you, we just hope that you'll feel free to share this with others so that they might be encouraged and challenged by it as well. Today is a bit of a day of celebration. You got to see what we did at Wetlands. You've got to see some baptisms. We got to experience communion together, which is celebrating what the Lord has done in our lives. And uh, today we're going to continue on with that, that theme here, and in some special ways. Um, as followers of Jesus, uh, we have a specific de- definition of what that means here at Grace Fellowship. A follower of Jesus is someone who knows Jesus, has been changed by Jesus, and is still changing and is on mission with Jesus. And we're going to celebrate the mission part of what uh, God has been doing in the lives of people here at Grace Fellowship Church. So I want Alan and Aisha to come on up here. Um, A couple weeks ago, Joel took us through Psalm 107, uh, looking at some things that David had written. And it says this, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. For His mercy is everlasting. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Well, we're going to let some people say so about some things that God has done in their lives through mission. And so we're going to take people through uh, what's happened locally this summer in terms of our mission uh, activities, what's happened nationally, and what's happened globally. So I want you to sit back, and we're just going to kind of tell some stories today and let you see some pictures of some things that have been happening in the lives of our church. I'm going to sit over here a little bit closer to you so I'm not too far away. Um, And so, Alan, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, Alan was in charge of our local projects that we did back in June. And so, Alan, just tell us a little bit about what that looked like for you. What did you do? Let me see. There we go. I've never spoken up here before. We, uh, of course, with COVID, we shifted our emphasis from Kentucky and international missions. I've been to one international mission. But we said we need to work locally, and so we have done some things with the homeless apartment transitions uh, apartments on Lynn Garden, but we were reaching out more to the Lynn Garden area. So we had a, this picture is a house in Lynn Garden. They had a flood, and uh, that picture was after, the, after we cleaned it up. Mm-hmm. But we had a, a great number of volunteers, and so we were assisting this, this lady, she's a widow with the two children, and her, her basement, she had everything stored in there in nice containers. We thought, well, this won't be too hard. But the containers were full of water. The water had gotten so deep. But the joy of this mission trip was that we had so many people show up that what may have taken two or three people all day, we did it in an hour, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, that's great. And so what, how, did, how did this, uh, you know, you saw God move kind of by bringing out tons of people uh, that we really needed for that. How did, how did this uh, invent change you? Well, it, I have a servant's heart that God has kind of blessed me more recently than ever, but to see so many other people come and support each other as a community, it's kind of like the New Testament church doing all things together. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you, Alan. Well, um, we also did another project where we got to go to a person's home who had kind of been in struggling with some addiction issues and things like that over the, uh, uh, the past year. And uh, 
his place needed a lot of work done to it, we'll just say. And so uh, Shona Hoover, one of our folks here, couldn't be here this morning, so she made a video for us about her experience um, uh, on that day that we went out to serve there. So I think we got that video ready to go for you guys. I'm Shona Hoover. Andy asked me to share my experience this summer serving on one of the local projects in Kingsport. Um, so our project was going into a home of a gentleman who um, went to live with a local ministry that works with people who struggle with addictions um, and other issues. So we went into this home after he had hit rock bottom and been in the program. During that time, some animals had also gotten into the home. It was covered with feces and there was just a lot of work to be done. And so we went in for several hours, cleaned the inside, cleaned the outside, gutted it, and then brought the furniture and things that were still usable back into the home. Working on this project, I really got a great visual of what it's like when the Lord comes into our lives in our darkest moments and our lowest points. Um, takes all of our hurt, our damage, our, the residue of our sin, and cleans it out, makes us fresh, makes us new. Um, even when the gentleman would walk into the home, he said that while he was in the rehab program, he would come in and just be like, I can't, I can't do this. It was just too much for him to even begin. And so getting to come alongside him and being like partnering with him, loving on him and giving him a fresh start was an awesome experience. One of the things that the Lord spoke to me about while we were there was, you know, I'm an adult child of a mom who was an alcoholic and a drug addict and a biological father who is still an alcoholic. And it's so easy for any of us to get at our lowest point and maybe not as in a debilitating way like this gentleman, um, but we all struggle with things. And you know, what the enemy wants us to do is to pull that back in hide that, um, you know, uses embarrassment for us to hide our shame and our guilt and our sin instead of letting others come alongside us and help get us where we need to be when we need to be. Um, and so it was just really an encouragement about community and letting the Lord use the other people in my life. I had a great time serving and I look forward to the next time we get to do that. You know, we didn't script what these people are saying. Yeah, you can give that, them a, showing a hand there. Um, a great reminder that we've all been cleaned up. We all need cleansing. And, uh, and so, Aisha, your project, you, you helped a lot with FunFest and some of the FunFest activities we did. Tell us a little bit more about your role and what that day was like for you. Um, yeah, so Andy put together a team to serve with the FunFest, and me and my husband were just like, we'll, do, we'll take care of Kids Central. Um, and after several, several emails... We finally got in because they just have so many volunteers, um, and we volunteered with a nonprofit, um, and we just served the kids there. But I think I want—I have to back up with the whole story because um, the church that I kind of come from—that I mean, I've been raised in church like all my life—but um, missions look a lot different. Um, and I never went to a discipleship church. Um, so this is my first time experiencing it. And so when Andy put together the team, I was like, oh, we're going to have like this tent and we're going to be really aggressive and we're going to be like, you know, you know, <laughs> praying for people right there on the spot, you know, so that's what I thought it was. And then we start planning and he's like, you know, we're just going to have fun. I was like, how is that? Like, 
what are we doing here? You know, it's like fun. I mean, fun. What does mission have to do with fun? And I didn't understand it. Like, and I know I, I think I asked a couple of questions in the meetings because I was like, I don't. What are we doing? Like, why are we doing this? You know, um, I work in foster care, and one of the things that we really tell our parents is fun disarms the brain, and that is when you can really like if you're trying to discipline or just trying to love on them or encourage healthy attachments. Like, that's the best time to do it is while you're having fun. And so it took a lot of meetings, like honestly, until we got to serving, I really didn't understand what we were doing. Um, but there was a picture up there from the, um, from the block party. And again, I'm like, I'm just gonna show up and have fun. But um, I have seen a lot of those people in the community. Um, after that, I, I was telling Andy that I would have never been connected to if, if I wasn't there just out there playing with the kids. And I've seen parents that go to the same karate place as my kids that I literally just walk by. And it's like, how many people do we just walk by? And we just, we don't know their stories. We don't know who they are. And so like now I talk to these people all because I went to the block party and played with some kids, you know? <laughs> so God changed you by giving you a different perspective on what mission can be like and, and then how it can lead to other connections in the community from that. For sure, yeah, 100%. Um, definitely got to see. I mean, I've never been on a mission trip. Ew, that's another thing. I've never done anything. It's just like um, I've been taught a lot of like religion. And so you just assume that it's this one thing. Um, and it was totally different. Both experience, even with the nonprofit, they were um, very grateful for us and telling um, just for our kindness and serving with them. All we were doing was helping kids put seeds in dirt, and <laughs> you know, like. Um, but it was nice because while we're down there with the kids, and like that's when you can really talk to them. How are you doing? Like, are you having fun? And then you can talk to the parents. Um, I met um, Tracy that goes here, and I'm like, oh, you must go to first service. She's like, no, I go to second service. I'm like, what? I never see you. <laughs> and so, so I got a chance to connect with other members too. But um, that was really nice. We got to. They asked us what church we went to, and so there were multiple times where, like, you know, we go to Grace and, and everything. So I think just being out there was a representation of, like, our church. So it was just, yeah, it was a really good experience all around. Oh, great. Well, thanks for sharing. See, you can have fun and play in dirt and be on mission. Yes. Isn't that great? Thanks. You can leave your uh, things right there in the chair. Tom and Lisa and Jonathan, come on up here. Uh, we're going to transition to our national projects. We were, we were out of state a little bit for a few things. And I'm going to let these three go first and share a little bit about their experience um, in Kentucky. Uh, we went up to Lynch, Kentucky, uh, a whole team of people. First time we'd ever been up there. And so uh, we want to share a little bit about our experiences there. Jonathan, why don't you start them off? I think uh, it's on. You should be good to go. Uh, I think this was your first mission experience, too. Is that right? Do I remember that correctly? Yeah, first, first one in a long time. First yeah. one in a long time, first okay. One here, yeah. First one here at Grace. Okay, tell us a little bit about what you did uh, on the, your experience. So we did a couple of different big projects. One was uh, putting in a new kind of uh, hardwood flooring in a women's uh, drug rehab facility in the living area, and the other was building some steps on the back of it cafe they have, and the, the ministry there, Sol Solomon's Porch, is just phenomenal because, you know, it's, 
based on the, the, kind of the, the premise of that ministry is that every, all of their, um, the, the, people, the people that operate the different parts of the ministry um, are, are, are basically required to you know, give up everything mm. and mm. live kind of on, on the same level as the, the people that they serve, just being depend, totally dependent on God. Mm. But, but you know, it's, it's far, as far as my role, you know, you know I, I kind of left the uh, real technical work to the experts, like uh, Stephen Hamby and Tom Smith. But, uh, you know, I, I did things like pulling staples up where we ripped up the carpet. And then, uh, you know, I did show off my skills, putting in top con screws and everything when we mounted the <laughs> stairs to concrete. So I, I had something to contribute there. That's right. That's right. But, so yeah. a lot of practical things you were involved in. Yeah. But how did you see God move in the midst of the practical? So, well, th- those women at that shelter were just, the facility were just really grateful, you know, because we were kind of uprooting them from their living space for most of a day. And th- they were just so grateful for something simple as that, just putting down a new floor. It made their living space look better. And uh, it was a lot of rearranging all their their bunk beds and everything, but and you know, uh, knocking down the ceiling a little bit downstairs, but sure, sure. but so you know, in, in spite of all that, they were they were just so grateful for being us being able to do that. Yeah, a lot of gratitude, a lot of thankfulness. Absolutely, that's right. Tom, what would you add to that? What, what was your role, and what did you see God do in your time? I was there uh, to be a, a nail pounder and a screwdriver and a and uh, a driller and whatever else needed to be done. Um, I was grateful for the other people that had technical skills that were with us there, and I was grateful for people like Jonathan who, who would be right there and say, yeah, I'll get that, you know? And um, the, uh, so the role I had was servant. The role I had was uh, encourager and uh, uh, to, be, to be as, uh, as useful as I could be a tool in the hands of God. Um, what was that? You want me to continue on? Yeah, keep going. What, what right. did you see God do? Uh, what did I see God do? I, like Jonathan, I saw gratefulness. I saw people who had nothing, who were at the bottom, who lost everything, literally. I saw them just, just pour out their thanks because they recognized that we were people who were, who were coming to, to care and to help and love and lift up. And uh, that really touched them. It really did a lot. Uh, the, when we were building the stairs on the back of that, that cafe, um, uh, I'll bet you the waitresses came out half a dozen times. I wish they brought a donut, but they didn't. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, came out a half a dozen times and said, uh, and said, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you uh, in the midst of this, you know. Um, and we weren't even there in the middle of devastation, but we were in the middle of poverty. Mm. And we were in the middle of pain. And you know, um, C.S. Lewis says that, uh, that, that God whispers in our comfort. He speaks in our conscience, but he shouts in our pain. And I would add to that, he shouts when we are in the midst of other people's pain too. Because we were in the midst of their pain. And they were... And they were uh, I guess ever so slightly um, less pained because of the of the fact that we were all there, 
And uh, I'll tell you this. There really is no such thing as true worship without sacrifice. And I hope that you'll consider um, getting out of the comfort zone and stepping out and going to a place uh, like Lynch, Kentucky, the old coal fields, the old coal mines have been shut down, and places like that, and, uh, and, and sharing Jesus Christ and sharing the love of Jesus with them uh, that many of them have forgotten or lost or just don't remember. Thank you, Tom. Lisa, what would you add to that from your role there? Uh, you weren't drilling too many uh, nails or screws or anything, but what were you, what were you up to? Well, Kitty um, and I went and we cooked uh, for the team. And uh, I have to confess that at first it didn't feel like we were really doing much to contribute to the mission until I realized the guys really needed to eat. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they were hungry and... Um, it was a real blessing to be able to provide that for them. Um, and the other thing I realized is that and learned from that was that when you're on mission, I think the little the refrigerator magnets that they put out, it was like team, Lynch, Kentucky team. It's a team. And every part of that team matters because the cooking helped the guys have the energy to, to go out and do what they did. And we were an important part of that team, even though it kind of at first didn't feel like we were doing much except cooking. Um, so that's what I thought that was really um, awesome that we could be a part of that. Um, let's see. Um, this was my first mission trip. I'm 62 years old and I was saved when I was eight. So it's long overdue that I got out of my comfort zone and went. I almost didn't go. I was making my daughter's wedding dress and I had every excuse in the book not to go. Um, but God just kicked me in the butt and he says, you get your butt to Kentucky. You're gonna be okay. You're not going to a foreign country. You're just going to Kentucky. It'll be fine. Um, let's see, I guess, um, going really made me realize that being on mission doesn't have to be in El Salvador, it doesn't have to be in Puerto Rico, it can be in Lynch, Kentucky, or it can be in Lynn Garden. And we're all on mission, mm -hmm. and that's the great commission. We're all to go together to share the love of Jesus. And um, there's a saying that says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of being on mission is to show the world that we care and because we care they'll listen <laughs> they'll listen to the gospel they might listen to something we have to say about our lord and that's really precious um so that's what the mission trip meant to me is that it it really showed me that you know you go and you show that you love and you care and you show the love of christ and it opens a door to be able to share the good news with them um, so, anyway. That's great. Thank you all very much. Appreciate your time. You can leave your mics there in the chair. Uh, Jamie and Owen and uh, Kyle and Hannah, come on up here, too. Here's our next group, and, and they did some national, national projects as well. Uh, come on up, folks. I thought Owen was coming with you. He's sleeping. He had a rough night at work. Oh, he had a rough night at work. Okay. We'll give them a break then. Um, so uh, 
this one's this one's being recorded, Jamie. So I know you got to be careful of what you share about your trip. Yeah. So just reminding you of that. Yes. Uh, so share what you can with what you were doing, y'all. Your team was doing uh, this summer. Okay, so we um, were providing childcare at a conference for uh, missionaries to Central Asia. Um, so it was a really good experience because at first, I, I mean, I'm used to doing more hands-on missions, being more part of things. Um, so just doing the childcare for me at first was kind of like, oh, all right. Um, but it was really, it was a great experience. So what did you see God do up there through the, the practicality of taking care of kids and, and maybe other stories you've heard? What did you see? What was God up to? So a couple different things. Um, one, you know, I think it's been a rough couple years for people um, between COVID and just other things going on in the world. Um, and so I feel like even though we didn't get a lot of time with the parents or the other people attending the conference, we were mostly with the kids, but it did seem like people felt very refreshed um, and encouraged and kind of some healing going on. So I saw a little bit of that. And then with the children, it was just, it was really unique to see all these kids of different cultures, different backgrounds, all this stuff just come together and have a great time and... Yeah, that was awesome. Well, so how did it change you? What did it do in your heart? So for me, the areas that a lot of these people are missionaries to are not areas that I can say that I've really had a huge heart for before. Um, But I think that changed on this trip. It definitely Mm -hmm. softened my heart towards some of these countries and some of these people groups that, not that I didn't care about before, but it just wasn't a top priority. Went on your radar as much. Exactly, exactly. And then also to... Now that we're parents, <laughs> um, it changed for me the perspective of providing the childcare and allowing the like knowing that your kids are taken care of. Just even being here, like knowing my kids are in the back, they're having a great time, mm-hmm. and I can focus. And so now being able to turn around and provide that um, for the missionary parents was sure. really cool. Childcare is a mission. It is yeah, absolutely hundred <laughs> percent. Well, Kyle and Hannah are up here representing the, our youth trip. Uh, to Mission Fuge over in North Carolina this summer. Kyle, why don't you start and just share a little bit about, about your experience there. Your first trip with uh, the youth of Grace Fellowship Church. Yeah, yeah. Um, we kind of took that trip to, uh, or personally I took that trip to just, uh, was talking to Joel and, and praying through, is this where God called me to? Is this what we're doing? And even though I've always the last to agree to God's terms, it seems like. He's like, you're going to do this. And I'm like, Let's give it some time, really think about that, make sure you're <laughs> sure about yourself, God. So um, it, took, it, it, it took knowing that already that God had called me here, and then I'm like, well, I want to go to camp with no strings attached first. And um, so that was the first camp I've ever got to go to and just be a youth leader and have way more fun. Paul still had all the responsibility, <laughs> and that was pretty awesome. Um, but uh, just, you know, getting to go out and serve in the community in Asheville, they send 2,500 kids out into, or I guess not 2,500, but over 1,000 kids. They sort of have two camps going at the same time. But they send over 1,000 kids out into the community in Asheville to do just a billion different projects. And um, so we got to go to a school, and um, we were, I think it was the middle school or the elementary school there. Yeah? You said yes? Okay, cool. I was like, you said yes to both. It can't be both. Um, (laughs) You just say yes. Um, we went to a middle school and, and they had a shovel mulch into the um, thing, into the planters, and we were partnered up with a group um, 
from Dreamhouse, I think, or a ministry, and uh, they had us start every morning just going around and praying around the school, and so just watching teenagers walk around, put their hands on a building, and you know, talk about that, and watching teenagers praying over a school and just being moved to tears in multiple cases, and they had a, a shooting that one of the one of the students at the school, a little girl, was just kind of caught in the crossfire uh, just this last year. So they just there's just violence in the community and things that I didn't really expect to be there. And mm. yeah, watching the kids have their heartbreak for that and also go and work their tails off was awesome. Mm. Great. Hannah, what about for you from a from a student standpoint? What what did you get to do, and and how did you see God move through this time? Yeah, so I just kind of um, like picked up tools and spread mulch and just talked with other students. And it was really cool to just see how intentional and willing everyone was. Like, they'd be like, someone go do this. And people would jump up and be like, I'll do it. And it was really cool to see that. And also just how easy everyone worked together, just like not knowing each other. That was really cool, too. Great, great, great. And what about for you, for your own perspective? What, what, did God, what was God doing in your heart, you think, on that trip? Um, it definitely was a lesson of, like, surrenderance and just learning to, like, accept what God has for my life and um personally when I saw the school I was like this is such a nice school like why do they need us a lot of uh, the other students were thinking that too because it was really really nice and we were like they don't need us like why are we doing this but then we learned of like the deeper things and the issues that were going on in the city and it was um just like knowing that like regardless of appearance everyone's hurting and that we can do stuff to help that. That's exactly right. And true for, for all of us as well, right? The way we look good on Sunday morning, but deeper, there's things that we're, we need help with. That's right. Thank you, Hannah. Appreciate all of you. Thanks for sharing this morning. Appreciate you guys. Leave it on. So uh, uh, we're going to kind of head off into our global trips here for just a minute. And so um, the roses, Stephen Bailey, come on up here. Um, uh, we got a few th- we had a, a number of people from our church head off to El Salvador with a whole team made up of people from churches from all over the United States, really. Um, and uh, El- we've been to El Salvador a number of years in a row now. But it was for Stephen Bailey and Angel as well, Steve's wife, um, who couldn't be here this morning. Uh, but she will be here in other ways, here in just momentarily. Uh, it was their first mission trip. So Steve, tell us a little bit about what your role in that. You're an IT guy, a computer guy. Why are you going on a medical mission trip? I think Angel and I both went to spend time with Bailey and to watch her on her first mission trip was the, our primary focus. You're going to have to talk better because obviously God doesn't like what you just shared. And so I'm going to give you another chance. Yeah. Just kind of start over, try again. Okay. So our, our focus was really just to watch Bailey and to be with her. And the, it was just a, as parents, this is our last kid. So having that opportunity. Um, before empty nesters to, to spend time with her. But when we, were, we got there, my job was to serve everyone. And that was what I did, was to serve everyone there. Mm. Taking care of people. So what did you got, see God do through that? Through your just kind of serving where you could and the little things, what, what did you see God do? When I serve, God's kingdom is bigger than my kingdom. And it's all about Him and not myself. And that, how did that change your heart? Just that awareness for a week down there. There was a story in the Bible where Jesus says, be humble and let the owner of the home move you forward in places. Mm-hmm. So when you're humble, 
God moves you where he wants you to be. Mm. Um, mm. Maybe I'm just a normal American male, but pride is a jacket I'll wear in the summertime. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I've learned, okay, God, since you are God and I am not, I'll start at the bottom, wherever that is, and you move me. And then it's his glory and his kingdom and not mine. That's great. That's good. Well, like, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Steve's wife, Angel, was part of the trip, and she couldn't be here this morning, but we, she put together a little, little story to tell you all that we'd like you to see. She was doing triage. That was her role. She's a nurse, so she was doing some triage, and then she wanted to share a little bit about kind of what God was doing in her heart on this trip, too. So At see the beginning we can... of the week, um, I would hear all these stories about how you know God was moving, and because we would have team time at the end of the day, and I thought, oh, that's neat. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. I mean, I guess I was just, I guess I'm not giving God enough praise for all the little things that he does. I guess I was just wanting to see him in the big things. And these were little things coming in. But by the end of the week, God, um, he just worked on my heart all week long. And by the end of the week, um, Bailey and I were given the honor to go on a home visit. And so during that home visit, we saw a couple different patients, but before we left the clinic, I had asked Bailey to go and grab some bottled waters for the trip in case we needed them, and I stuck them in my backpack. And um, to my knowledge, she had only grabbed like three or four, and she put them in my backpack, and we got on this 15-passenger van. It was full. It was hot. We go see the patients. Um, Afterwards, we leave, we're heading back to the clinic, we get back on the bus or this van and we are miserable. And my translator who's sitting beside me has been doing all the talking, of course, and he asked for, he said, I'd love to have a water. I can't wait till I get back to the clinic to get one. And I said, oh, I have you a water. And so I gave him one of the waters out of the bag and then someone else said, gosh, I would love to have a water. And so I gave them a water and then, um, you know, Dan, he was sweating profusely and he was hot and he would, you know, he wanted a water. So I said, well, I, you know, I have another water, but it was my last one or I thought it was. Um, and as we're going on the trip, I had my uh, backpack on my lap. And as we were going over these little bumps in the road, I felt this, this thing like hitting my, my leg. And I thought, gosh, that feels like a bottle of water. And I opened up my bag and there's another bottle of water. And I was like, oh wait guys, I have another bottle of water. So I gave someone else a bottle of water. Well, I kid you not. I mean, God is just so good. As we're going down the road and I, and I were going over these other bumps, I feel something else on my lap. And I think, gosh, that feels like a bottle of water. There was another bottle of water. And I was like, ah, there's another bottle of water here. Here, who wants it? Do you know that everyone on that, on that van who wanted a bottle of water got one out of my bag? Um, and that was just a miracle. And so we get back to the uh, place we were staying and at night and I'm unpacking my backpack and getting it ready for the next day like I always do. And as I'm unloading my backpack, do you know I found one more bottle of water in my bag? So God just really shows up. I mean, this trip, this is gonna go into my last question. It's how, to, how did this experience change you? Um, my faith is just, so much stronger than it was before and and i walk by faith daily and i'm i'm very much spiritually in tune that's just who i am and this has just 
really opened my eyes to think, wow, the, the possibilities with God are, are endless. And I'm just so completely humbled by this experience and being able to go and help the people of El Salvador. But at the same time, I know we hear it a lot in that um, when you, you know, when you go on a mission trip, you go to help and they really, you're the one that ends up coming back being helped. Uh, they're not making that up. That's very true. And um, so to summarize what, what I said at the beginning, the reason I initially went was for my daughter. But at the end of this week, um, I honestly can't imagine myself um, not going back. Like I feel like I have to be there. It's, it's just a desire that's been put in, in my heart. And Thank you, Angel. So, Bailey, they said they went for you. Now, are you going to tell us that you went for them? No, I did not go for them. Okay, you didn't go for them. Uh, Good. Appreciate your honesty there. Yeah. So no. tell us what you got to do while you were down there. I mostly got to serve in the eyeglass clinic, which was amazing because just to see, like, people who couldn't see anything, everything was blurry, and then you find the right pair of eyeglasses, and it's like their eyes light up, and it's like a whole new world, and it's really cool to be right there in person and see that. Yeah, that's great. And this is your first mission trip, wasn't it? I it believe. Is. Yes. So what, what did you see God do? Um, I honestly think like we get so caught up in our lives and like work, school, whatever you do. And I honestly think like life is such like a tornado that you just get like swept away in whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. And we only see God, or at least I do. We only see God in like the big things, like the miracles or like, oh, I had cancer. Now I don't. Yay. Hooray. Mm -hmm. um, but in El Salvador, they're so, like, the people are just so grateful for every, this little tiniest thing that God does, and it was so cool just to see that, and it's like, wow, we, I only see God in the big things, and you are seeing God in, like, all the little things, and it's really just, it really just shifts your perspective to see God everywhere. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Bailey. Appreciate that. Give them a hand, please. Thank you for sharing with us this morning. So uh, Cassandra Reese, we had another kind of international trip with, with two people. Uh, that was Cassandra Reese and her daughter Emma uh, went off to help the Hazels in Namibia, Africa. They win the prize for the longest trip. Um, they're sick. They couldn't be here this morning. But there's a couple pictures I wanted to pass along. And there they are with some of their friends there in Namibia. Uh, that's Claudia Hazel in the upper right there, as you can see. And then um, I think there's another picture as well. Uh, just kind of part of their church service that you can see there, as well as they're gathering to tell stories about Jesus. Uh, and you all played a lot of roles in, in that. So we appreciate Cassandra and MMA uh, helping the Hazels down there in, in Africa as they're transitioning home. Well, we have one more team that we wanted to, to share with uh, this morning. So Ukraine team, come on up, whoever's going to share with them. Um, uh, so some of you know, many of you know, uh, we uh, sponsored a family from the Ukraine coming over here into America, escaping from all the devastation over there. And so we have a team of people here at Grace who are helping them find jobs, find a place to live, find, get their all the bureaucracy, red tape things, documentation kind of things taken care of. So this is part of that team. So they wanted to share a little bit with you all. And I'm not sure who wants, needs to go first. You are, Tim? Okay. So tell us a little bit about uh, the role and what's happening, what this team is doing for the Ukrainian family. Okay, yes. Uh, thank you, church, for all your involvement in this. Um, 
Yes, we have a team that uh, has been involved in several aspects um, for helping this family settle in, this family that has uh, been through a harrowing experience and just trying to help them land softly. Um, first of all, uh, housing was, was very important. And uh, you'll see in this picture here, uh, this, they came April 28th, and that picture is two months later when they're leaving uh, the house of one of uh, our church members and moving into a home. And they were able to you know, settle into a nice place and many of the church members here, you know, gathered the needed items that was needed uh, for the house and helped them get settled in. We got furniture and other items from God's warehouse, from a church in Johnson City, and from some individuals in the church. And, um, you know, they really loved their home. That was an important part of them kind of just settling, settling in and, and having a soft landing. Um, also, you see some pictures here. That was all of there with some soup. That's um, Anatoly and his wife Luba, and there's Peter. And uh, another picture there is Vladimir and Natalie. Uh, they're just a lovely family, and our team has just come to love them. And a part of it is just us being friends and, and loving on them. And also, I wanted to mention... Uh, learning English has been a big part, and there's been people involved in ESL um, and doing doing ESL with them, and they're coming along great with their English. Some of them can speak better than others. Um, you know, over the, they've just become our dear friends. They're just very special and sweet people. They've been through a lot, and just us loving on them, you know, has, has been what we've been trying to do. Well, thanks. That's okay. some of the, the practical background and some ways we're trying to help. Well, what else did you want to share? Patty, you have a microphone. Did you want to? Yeah, I'm Patty, and um, Tim and Melissa asked me back in January to join this team, and my first reaction was, whoa, uh, that sounds like such a huge undertaking. You know, I was really intimidated, but I'm really glad they asked me to help. Um, we got connected with the family through Samaritan's Purse. Melissa volunteers a lot with them. Um, and they kind of gave us some guidelines of things to do to help them get settled. And one of the things that I helped with was health care. Um, we found a local clinic that provides free medical care for people that don't have insurance. So we got them connected with them to get just physically checked out, um, offered um, counseling, which they declined, which was fine. But um, And then also the little boy needed some dental work, and a couple from our church stepped up and have been paying for that because the free clinic doesn't do dental. Um, and then also I was going to give an update th for Shane. Shane was in charge of the transportation team, and he got a lot of people stepped up to volunteer to help get them around because we know that um, public transportation is not great around here. So a lot of people really stepped up there. Um, and then also um, Lauren Gibson um, saw her neighbor across the street had a Subaru station wagon parked in her yard for years. The woman was using it as a storage unit. Um, and she gently... That happens in this area. <laughs> she gently and lovingly helped this woman um, decide to donate the car, and um, that was a huge deal. It was hard for her to let go, um, and so 
I hope that God's blessing her. But um, Steve Streisner, did I say that right? He really stepped up. He's a member of our church and helped get that car, like, shining and sparkling like new. Got new windshield and cleaned it out. Um, You can imagine it probably wasn't the cleanest being used as a storage unit. Um, And the family got to help. I know um, Tola helped a lot getting it cleaned up. And, like, when Brian and I got to see them for the first time after they got the car, it was just like they were radiating with excitement and thankfulness. Um, They were so proud of it. They couldn't wait to show it to us. And um, it was really cool to be a part of that. Thanks so much for checking out our message today. We hope you are challenged and blessed by it. We want to invite you to come and worship with us in person if you live in the Tri-Cities area. We meet on Sunday mornings at 9 and 1045 a.m. at One Fellowship Point in Kingsport, Tennessee. You can also get more information about us from our website or our mobile app. Have a great day.